and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by my bookie. We were on the bye last week, you know, the way I see it, if the NFL teams can take a break once a week or once a year, so can I. But we're back in full force for NFL Week 9. Uh, shout out to my man Carl Mueller. He hit me up on Twitter and was like, where's the show, guys? What's going on? Don't worry, Carl. We're back in business. And hopefully we're ready to find some winners this week. Uh, my name is Matt Lamarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Kyle Dvorak, who you can find on Twitter at KyleTweets here. Kyle, how's everything going? Did you enjoy your bye week? No, I missed you. I'll be honest. I sat. I just sat at what we record at typically six fifteen. I just sat there and stared at my computer for an hour, thinking, "I wonder what Matt's up to." Uh, wow. No, but you, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't mind the vibe, but I'm happy to get back into it. You had a very good week two weeks ago, uh, and I lost our head to head, which really killed me. We had one. Uh, I took the Eagles. You took the Cowboys, and the Cowboys annihilated them. It wasn't even close. So. That that kept me hovering around 500 while you were just slowly cruising past into like what you're 21 and 14 right now. Yeah, feeling pretty good. I mean, 60% winners. That's uh, that I'll take that every day of the week. So if I can just keep going three and two for the rest of the season, that's where I'll be, and I'm I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> uh, before we get into week nine. I just want to remind you guys about Rotoviz Patreon. So Rotoviz Patreon is rolling as we head towards the fantasy playoffs. Sign up and gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel, where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Get ready for the playoffs. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and doing your part in helping the network grow and continue to produce high-quality, industry-leading programming. Just go to patreon.com slash rotovizradio. And speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off a Rotoviz NFL Pass right now. It's available through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. So if you haven't already subscribed, get ready for that playoff push, gain unlimited access to all of our content and tools just go to rotaviz.com slash podcast, sign up for that NFL pass, take advantage of the amazing value that a Rotoviz subscription offers, and do your part to help support the podcast network. Once again, rotaviz.com slash podcast. All right, Thursday night football. We are starting out with a big spread here. We've got the San Francisco 49ers favored by 10.5 on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Spread right now sits at 42.5. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, man, uh, I'm excited to what we had. I had San Francisco at nine wins flat. Like, I've already booked that up as a loss. Uh, are they 8 0 or 7 0? San Fran has had their buy, so they are 7 0. Uh, I was going to say it'd be exciting to lose our bet uh, while also being against the Cardinals because I love the Cardinals so much. But yeah, this is, I mean, I can't imagine the Cardinals put up much of a fight here. Like, not only is just San Francisco obviously a better team, but I think they match up well in terms of, like, the offensive line versus defensive line, like, you know, the, the war in the trenches. San Francisco's D-line has been just monstrous. They're fourth in the league in just raw total sacks, having their bye already factored in, while Kyler Murray, on the other hand, fourth in sacks taken among quarterbacks. Uh, I just, it's, it, I really see them struggling to do a ton on offense. And, of course, Cliff just loves his field goals. It seems like they're utterly averse to scoring touchdowns. 
So like with I, I like that is blatantly suboptimal coaching in my opinion. So with that factor, and I really I don't mind ten and a half here for San Francisco. I just think this is gonna be a bad Thursday night game. Yeah, if this game was being played on a Sunday, I would definitely find a way to talk myself into the Cardinals. Like they fit a lot of my trends in the system. Uh, they're big underdogs in a divisional game. They're a contrarian home dog, which means, you know, home underdog getting less than 20% of the bets at the moment. And they fit a pro action network system, which is betting against the public after a bad game. So three trends fitting the Cardinals, but the San Francisco 49ers are clearly the better team. And on Thursday night football, I do generally like to side with the better squad. I mean, it hasn't necessarily been profitable this season. Favorites are only uh, two and five against the spread this year. But overall, long-term betting on the Thursday favorites has been a really profitable strategy. So I'm wavering back and forth. I do think ultimately I'm going to side with the Cardinals, but it's not a it's not as big of a conviction play as it would be for me on a Saturday, on a Sunday with full rest. And I think one interesting thing about this game, like I would never like normally be the one to say like having their second string running back and I guess probably their first string first string running back out matters. But it is interesting that they are going to come into this game with three running backs having played, I don't know, combined maybe eight snaps for the team. And normally I'm not like I don't think that matters, but I do think it's interesting. We saw at the end of last week, uh, Kyler Murray had to go out and basically coach Zach Center in the middle of the game. That's going to happen with Kenyon Drake, and if they play Alfred Morris, it's going to happen with him. So I think either they're going to be basically trotting out running backs who don't understand the system, or they're going to be running a lot of, like, probably a lot of four wide as well. They've been less efficient in four wide, and I think overall uh, four wide in terms of, like, EPA added per play and success rate is, like, suboptimal compared to three wide. So I think they're just kind of set up for failure in a load of interesting ways. All right. We have another London game this week, always my favorite. Sunday, 9.30 a.m. We've got the Houston Texans favored by one against the Jaguars. 46 and a half is the total. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts here? I think, I don't, like, yeah, Gardner Minshew's been playing really darn well, but it just seems to me to have a Deshaun Watson-led Texans team be one-point favorites on a neutral stadium. It feels like a, a low number. Am I crazy for just thinking that's, like, a, a bit of disrespect on the Texans, or am I just underrating the Jaguars? I think you might be underrating the Jaguars a little bit. Um, you know, like the Jags hung with the Texans in their first meeting this year. I mean, if if Minshew converts that uh, two point conversion or Fournette punches it in, how, uh, whatever sort of play they they dialed up. Well, he but, can't do that. He's wholly incapable of punching anything in, <laughs> according point. to all of my cash games. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, regardless, like I think the Jags match up pretty well with the Texans like in the trenches you know we know that the Texans cannot block and the Jaguars have a a pretty darn good pass rush so I think you know if you look at the quarterback position obviously this is a huge mismatch but if you go you know with a more full team view I'm not sure that Jacksonville isn't better than Houston you know especially with with J.J. Watt now done for the year for like the 18th season in a row. Yeah, that's uh, rather disappointing. I mean, I'm not like you can't be mad at him. It's just disappointing that I think it's three of the past four years now he'll end the season on IR. Very disappointing. And one of the few defensive players in the league that truly just make like, even if you just looked at like season long totals, make a difference in the win column. 
yeah, I don't have a strong lean on this one. I'd still like prefer to take the Texans because I want to lean on their Deshaun Watson offense. But I can't disagree that pretty much anywhere else, like I guess, you know, receiver, receiver and quarterback, they have Jacksonville and everywhere outside of that. It's kind of fair to say that Jacksonville might have them. So I think, yeah, I guess if you look at everything else, uh, Jacksonville, like undoubtedly a better team. But I tend to, when I don't know, lean on the uh, the quarterback and the offense. And for me, that's the Texans. But this is probably a stay away for me. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that makes sense. You know, like the, the quarterback is the most important position in football. And it's really not even close. Like if you're only going to handicap one position, I would recommend doing it at quarterback. But I do think that sometimes the offensive line play and the defensive line play does tend to get a bit overlooked by the public. So I also think it's interesting this spread opened up at three and it's already down to one. So uh, maybe some sharp sharp activity coming in on Jacksonville. Definitely something I'm going to monitor as the week progresses. But uh, I think that these two teams are probably a little bit more even matched than the public seems to think. All right, let's move on to the Sunday one o'clock games. We've got the Washington Redskins on the road against the Buffalo Bills. Bills are favored by nine and a half points, and the total is a paltry 36 and a half. So Washington might be my favorite side of the week. Uh, I think Buffalo is easily the most overvalued team in football right now. I mean, they, they have a good record, you know, and, and John Madden, of course, always used to say, you are what your record says, but... That's not the case when you're handicapping football games. Nobody cares what your record is. You know, it's all about the spreads. It's all about how good your football team is on that particular week. So I do not think that the Buffalo Bills are, you know, seven points better than the Redskins on a neutral field. Like, they're they're similar teams to me. They're going to struggle offensively. Yeah, Buffalo has a better defense, but they just got shredded by Philadelphia. So I think that Washington... Uh, is being disrespected by this number, and I love the fact that they played on Thursday. So if you look at uh, one of my favorite trends here is teams that aren't getting public support on the road coming off of a Thursday night game, or, or I like to call it the mini-buy. So they're 47-32-1 against the spread, including 4-0 and against the spread this season. So the Redskins fit that trend. I think that this is a really good spot to uh, to grab the points with the underdog. Yeah, this one, I I very much agree with the, the trends you brought up and uh, the fact that Buffalo was, I think they, they played a ton of close games against just wholly awful opponents for the most part. Uh, wildly overrated in my opinion as well. For me, I think it might be underrated just how bad Washington is. Like when you look at how the offense versus defense matches up uh, Washington in terms of basically uh, yards per play, which I think helps filter out like garbage time or uh, like the, the randomness of touchdowns. Bottom five in the league, I believe. And then the Buffalo defense has been incredible. They're top three in the league. Uh, so for me, I especially I think would the the fact that Case Keenum right now in concussion protocol, uh, if he clears, he has been they've said that he will be the starter. If he doesn't clear, yes. obviously, they will look to I would imagine Colt McCoy, but maybe Dwayne Haskins. Uh, how much does that change your opinions? Because Dwayne Haskins has looked truly abysmal and Colt McCoy has has been truly abysmal as well. For so sure. I'm really only interested in backing the Redskins if I'm going to get Keenum at quarterback. And I do think that that's going to happen. But uh, if we get I mean, Haskins in particular, uh, we were both kind of bullish on him to start the season. Oops. My word. <laughs> my word, he has been awful. I have no interest on in betting on him if he is uh, 
name the starting quarterback. And honestly, I would probably pivot towards Buffalo and put in a play on them. So the quarterback does matter. I guess we should, uh, I, I should wait before declaring this as one of my favorite picks of the week. But if Keenum does get back in there, that's that's really where I think the value comes from. Yeah, that's why I, I just kind of bring that up. So it's completely changed the dynamic of this game. I think Keenum has not been like when you compare him to the replacement value they're getting from their backups. Uh, he is absolutely like you have to have him starting to have any confidence in betting Washington. So for me, this would be a stay away. And I'll, I'll side with you on taking Washington if he does end up starting. All right, Tennessee Titans at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are favored by four points, and we have a 42-point total. Uh, these are two teams that I ver- I really struggle to handicap. Like I like taking the Titans in matchups where I feel like they're going to have a big advantage in the trenches, and I don't feel like this week necessarily qualifies. So uh, Carolina obviously coming off of a a beat down at the hands of the the 49ers but it doesn't seem like we're getting a ton of spread value with the Panthers like if this line had opened up where the Titans were you know closer to a pick them and we were going to get a lot of overreaction off of that one performance then I could see making a case for Carolina but the way the line sits I don't see a ton of value yeah, I don't see a ton of value. I would tend to lean on the Ryan Tannehill regression coming. He's a guy who's been like, he was not good enough to cut it Miami. He's got a career interception rate of 2.6%, uh, career touchdown rate, not awful, 4.3, but is just yards per attempt to below seven. That's like, that should be career backup. We know what he is as a quarterback. And Carolina has done a phenomenal job getting pressure. I think when you put pressure on a guy like Ryan Tannehill, uh, who is already relatively turnover prone, I expect him to just like, this just can't keep happening. What I think he has five five touchdowns this year. That that might be more than he throws for the rest of the season. I like. I tend to think that regression will hit him as like a guy who has basically been pretty below average his entire career, and now he's looked good in two games. So I'd take Carolina, but I do think there's not a ton of value, and I'm surprised that uh, the spread is as favorable for Carolina coming off of just a truly awful game. So for me, I thought that's where we get value in this one, and it didn't really happen. So I, I think I'd probably stay away from this one. But if I have to pick. Uh, I'll take Carolina because anytime you have the chance to short Ryan Tannehill, you you take those chances. Well, I'd just like it to be known that I love Ryan Tannehill. Why would you do such a thing? (laughs) I love him. I don't know what it is. I've just always been a fan. I like his athleticism. I think he's better than Marcus Mariota and the Titans should just name him full-time starting quarterback. You know what else I love, Kyle? I love ShipStation.com. Uh, The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. More people are buying online than ever before, and you have to be able to ship those orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But do you know how to keep track of all those orders, or decide which shipping carrier to use, or how to know that you're getting the best rates? That's where ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered on time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, on either Amazon, Etsy, your own website, it doesn't matter. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. That makes your orders really easy to manage from any device, including your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. 
You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. That's why ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Let's move on to football. We've got the Chicago Bears on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly is favored by five points, and the total here is 42. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, So another one where I think generally most wide receivers, especially if they're not the wide receiver one on a team, wouldn't make a huge difference for me. But Deshaun Jackson coming back, I think, will actually be uh, a game changer for this offense. In his first game, he put up like 150 some yards, scored twice. And he's shown basically every quarterback he goes to is better because of him. And even if he's not producing, he forces defenses to respect the deep ball so much. Like, I think he actually does add a, a layer that this offense has been sorely missing. So it looks like uh, they expect him to play, but basically the initial diagnosis was a week or two, and he's been out since week two. So I like that. And also, I'm just going to continue fading the Bears. Their defense is good, but it's not uh, quite as good as we've seen. And Mitch Trubisky just looks completely lost. And the one thing, even over the past few years where he hasn't been a great passer, he's been a, a phenomenal rusher over the past year, two years. The same can't be said this season. Uh, basically, uh, one of the only ways that you can rush the ball effectively in the NFL in terms of just adding points like EPA or like just yards per play in general is quarterback rushes. Highly efficient way to rush the ball, and he just has not done that this year. So for me, I, I want to back the Eagles, but both these teams are negative against the spread this year. I know I've backed the Eagles multiple times and failed. So probably another stay away for me, but we're, we're having a lot of stayaways, and I have to pick five. I like the Bears here quite a bit, actually. Um, I know that Chicago has looked just awful, right? Like Mitch Trubisky has been bad. Chase Daniels has probably been worse. Uh, they're getting booed at Soldier Field. So I actually think them going on the road for this contest might be a good thing for them. <laughs> you know, like getting away from those fans and just getting to play uh, in front of, you know, hostile road fans <laughs> might be, that's probably an upgrade over playing in front of hostile home fans. So I don't mind the fact that they're going on the road here. And to me, Philadelphia has been just one of the more overrated teams all season. I mean, I said Buffalo was the most overrated team. So going off that logic, the fact that Philadelphia beat them really doesn't do a whole lot for me in terms of how I perceive them. Like, I think that the Eagles are are fine. And the Bears are probably being undervalued. They still played really good D. You know, they probably deserve to win that game last week, but they had a couple of missed kicks. So I like the idea of grabbing five points here with Chicago. Like, I I think the offensive regression is coming eventually. And Philadelphia has not been able to stop any passing games this year. I know their secondary is getting more healthy, but I still don't think the guys that they're adding in are like difference makers, you know, so... Maybe this is the game where Trubisky gets right, and I I could definitely see that scenario. So I like the fact that I can grab them, you know, getting five points. You know, we're crossing a few key numbers. We're getting three. We're getting three and a half. We're getting four. So I like the Bears here on the road, and I'm going to try and lock that in now. Let's move on. Uh, This game's off the board right now. We've got the Vikings at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, We're obviously still waiting on news for, for Patrick Mahomes. 
one of the spreads I've seen is Kansas City minus two and a half. I would have to take into consideration that that's with Mahomes not being in the lineup. You know, like I would imagine if we get news that that Mahomes is in Kansas City, we'll probably be closer to like a touchdown favorite, probably even a little bit more. So uh, it's tough to, to handicap this game without really knowing the spread or the quarterback situation. But do you have any thoughts on the Vikings versus the Chiefs? Yeah, I actually I'm I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes to not play. Uh, the initial diagnosis was three three or four weeks, and I don't think it wouldn't be wise to at least have him like beat that diagnosis just to get back for one more game. Uh, I don't think he'll play, and I would have thought there would have been uh, like more more Minnesota sentiment with Matt Moore starting under center, and I would have been packing Matt Moore. But I think the the Vikings offense is finally starting to click now. That they actually pass the ball uh, because Kirk Cousins is a fine quarterback, and then you surround him with extremely talented weapons and they can elevate him. So for me, I, I would like the Minnesota side of that line you mentioned, but it, it's all subject to change, so it's not worth flavoring on too much. Yeah, my my gut would be to take the Chiefs. Uh, like, I thought that the offense, obviously they're not as dynamic with without Patrick Mahomes, but I thought that they looked fine against Matt Moore, or with Matt Moore, I should say. Uh my problem is I've been underrating Minnesota all year, it feels like. You know, like I've bet against them multiple times, uh, and it really hasn't worked out for me. So maybe I should just stay away from the Vikings or or reevaluate what I think about the team because Kirk Cousins has been, like, really, really good the last handful of weeks. I mean, like, spectacularly good. So they didn't cover the, the big spread on Thursday night against the Redskins, but, like, who cares, right? <laughs> like they weren't giving their max effort in this game. They knew they didn't, they didn't need it. So uh, the fact that they've got extra time now for the Chiefs, maybe they are the correct side. So this, this is a hard stay away from me at the moment. All right, here's a game that I honestly don't know what to do with. I don't know. Like, don't even watch it. Just pretend this game doesn't exist is my official opinion. But we've got the Jets. They're favored by three on the road against the Dolphins. Uh, the total on this game is 41 points. So Miami has actively been trying to lose all season, and it seems like the Jets are ready to join them in that crusade. Like they were essentially shopping every player that could have any sort of trade value. They ultimately ended up moving Leonard Williams. Uh, their offensive line could potentially be down a bunch of starters. No C.J. Mosley again. Like how do you handicap these two teams where one is actively trying to lose and the other is just like really, really bad. Yeah, the the Jets not actively trying to lose, but man, they're they're making it seem like they're doing a doing yeah, a good doing... job impersonating Miami. You know, uh, right. for me, I actually think that this. Uh, so I, I found this to be very interesting. I was looking at yards per play generated, and Miami obviously like worse in the NFL at four point three. Uh, oh wait, let's no the Jets. The Jets are below four, and a lot of that comes from uh, starting games with like. Trevor Simeon and uh, Luke Falk, but like really Sam Darnold hasn't been like incredibly better. And I don't think like, like you said, the offensive line isn't going to set him up for success. Uh, in the past few games, they have been underutilizing Le'Veon Bell as a receiver. Like I think this is a poorly coached offense without a ton of talent uh, with a quarterback who just seems wholly shaken at this point. And Miami quietly, I believe has uh, in their past three games, at least two of them have covered the spread. 
I think the the Lions are starting to figure out how to value them. But now at this point, I think the the Jets are a bit overvalued just because I truly think they are – like we're talking about them as one of the worst teams in the NFL. Are they really six points better than Miami? I don't think uh, they're that much better. So I would actually feel all right about taking Miami. Right. The, the problem is, is that for Miami to cover this spread, they probably need to win the game, right? And they just have shown no willingness to win football games this year. So – I agree that, like, if this was a normal situation, I would say that there's no way New York deserves to be favored on the road against anybody. But who knows what's going to happen with the Dolphins? Like, you know, they might turn to Josh Rosen. They might just, uh, they might turn to you at quarterback at this point. I don't know. Like, anything is on the table for them. I really think that all they care about is getting the number one pick and losing to the Jets would be a, a really good way to improve their, you know, or solidify their standings in that race. So I, I'm going to take the Jets, even though it feels absolutely ridiculous to say that. But again, like just pretend this game doesn't exist. I don't think we need to even look at it. We have so many other good games to choose from. Yeah, let's get into one of those. I, I could not, uh, cannot find any reason to talk about Miami anymore. All right, Indianapolis Colts favored by one point on the road against the Steelers. Total here is 42 and a half. Uh, Are you buying the Colts? Like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to say that they should be favored by a point against the Steelers on the road. Like, I know Mason Rudolph uh, hasn't lit the world on fire, but Pittsburgh has quietly covered a bunch of games recently. So... I, I I think that Pittsburgh might be the correct side here, but I'll I'll let you try and talk me out of it. No, yeah, I actually I agree with you. Last week, I mean, yeah, I guess it was against Miami, so short discount that. But we saw Mason Rudolph play just fine. Their offense actually started stringing together plays, and uh, I think actually, like, what do you do? You consider Jalen Samuels at all a downgrade? Because I think if they end up passing more because Jalen Samuels is in, especially on early downs, looking to Jalen Samuels out of the backfield. This might like essentially trick Pittsburgh, uh, assuming uh, James Conner didn't practice today. I guess I should preface this. Uh, did not practice today being Wednesday, so I don't think he's going to play. Running out Jalen Samuels a ton might be a way to trick them into running like really high percentage plays. So I think I like this team. Uh, not only did I like Mason Rudolph starting like just as one of the like I thought he could be a solid backup in the league and it maybe is panning out. And now they have like basically a way to trick themselves into doing plus EV moves. I kind of like the Pittsburgh side of this for that reason. It's kind of what we talked about with like Austin Eckler early in the season. Yeah, that's exactly while you were talking, what came to my mind, like the Chargers offenses look so much worse since Melvin Gordon returned. And, you know, I think a lot of it stems from, they're just not running the best play calls. So Pittsburgh could definitely uh, be forced into that sort of situation. I think you're dead on. And as far as like the the actual point spread and would James Conner's absence have an impact on it, uh, my answer to that is is definitely no. Like I think there are only a couple of running backs in the league that I would actually adjust the spread for. And while James Conner has had some impressive you know counting statistics, I don't think that he's like a difference maker at the running back position. All right, humans, they've been shaving for thousands of years, Kyle. I don't know if you've known that or not. But I've been shaving for thousands of years, I think. <laughs> the secret to a great shave, it really hasn't changed all that much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, 
which is a sharp, durable blade at a fair price. Uh, I am personally not someone who shaves every day. Uh, far from it, actually. But when I do, I want a close shave, easy glide, and a low price. That's why I use Harry's. It's honestly perfect for me. I love the product. And I don't need to be on a subscription to use them. I don't have to worry about getting blades sent to me every month if I don't need them. I can just go on and select when I need a refill. Harry's is a return to the essentials. It's quality durable blades at a fair price, just $2 a blade. Super convenient. I mentioned the refill process. If you are someone that shaves all the time, you can get a subscription. Or if you want to just go on and, and order them as you need, like me, you can do that too. There's also no risk for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they will give you a full refund. Listeners of Laying the Points can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. All right, afternoon games. We've got the Detroit Lions heading out to Oakland to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are favored by two points, and we have a 50.5 total. So this game is interesting. Uh, The Lions right now are a big-time public dog. 63% of the tickets are on the Lions. And that always makes me skeptical. Like, public underdogs have a very bad track record, and... That makes me want to take the Raiders here. The spread also opened up as a pick and has moved to Oakland minus two. So the betting action has been on the Lions, but the line movement has been on the Raiders. So that pushes me in the direction towards Oakland. What are your thoughts on this game, Kyle? Yeah, my initial thought was like very public, like, oh, the Raiders are just bad. But like, I think we have a lot, like I I started off thinking they were like one of the easiest, like win total under bets on the season, like, uh, like preseason week four, I was just to lock them in. And like, they've proven me wholly wrong. I think it's important to like adjust that, adjust based on like, or just away from our priors if they're wrong. And undoubtedly I've been wrong on the Raiders and the Lions haven't been bad either. I think they're also positive against the spread, but just for me, I think also we saw Tyrell Williams coming back adds another threat to their offense with Darren Waller not being their only receiver. Uh, and Derek Carr has like a history of like borderline MVP caliber play uh, a few years ago. Add some weapons around him. I think I think I'm going to back the Raiders here. Yeah, I mean Carr has been really good this season. There's really no other way to slice it. Like 72.1% completion rate that leads the league. Uh, career high in adjusted yards per attempt and only four interceptions compared to 11 touchdowns like he was efficient last year and he's definitely been better this year so I was a big time proponent of Derek Carr being overrated but now it might have swung in the other direction like Derek Carr might be an underrated quarterback at this point so I kind of like betting uh on the Raiders in this situation just given all the you know public action and spread stuff that I talked about and Detroit's defense has not looked particularly good recently you know like they got shredded by the Vikings when they played Um, obviously the Chiefs moved the ball but the Chiefs moved the ball against everybody so I don't think that this is a game that I will ultimately end up putting in like my five pack or anything but I do see uh, some logic in backing the Raiders here all right here's the game that I will have some action on 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is favored by six points, and the total here is at 51. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this game? I, so I guess I, I want to ask you, this total has come down from opening a bit higher, has it not? The total on this game opened up at 53 and a half and is down now to 51. So yeah, yes. I would have I would have been questioning if I should slam the over at 53 and a half. Uh, the fact that it's come down, like I guess makes me question that, but at the same time, uh, I think it's good value. We've seen both of these teams uh, just like in terms of their games hitting the over have absolutely crushed. Like I think the average over or the average uh, like t- uh, the average game total for Tampa Bay has gone over by like 10 points. Uh, oh, yeah. And then I think uh, Seattle has gone over by three and they're like a top six team in terms of their games hitting the over. So for me, uh, I, I think there's going to be so much offense. The Seattle defense is like wildly overrated. I think people now know that they're not like the former defense they used to be, but they're bottom three in yards allowed per play. Like they're not only a bad defense, they're one of the worst. Uh, so for me, I think this is very easily. I'm just slamming the over and I'm, I'm glad somebody bet it down because I'd gladly take the over here. In terms of the spread, I I guess I would take Seattle, Russell Wilson at home, but I, I kind of like the over under here more and I haven't taken a lot of, a lot of game totals lately. Yeah, I uh, I may have to revise my statement about the Bills being the most overrated team in football because Seattle, I think, is is up there, right? Like, just go through their results. They're six and two, right? But their their record is not at all indicative of what kind of games this team has played. So they beat Cincinnati by one at home. They beat Pittsburgh by two on the road. They lost to New Orleans. Uh, they did beat the Cardinals by 17 on the road. They beat the Rams by one at home. They beat the Browns by four. They lost to the Ravens by 14. And then they beat the Falcons by a touchdown. So, like, where are the impressive results in there? I don't see any. And Tampa Bay has been frisky. Like, the one concern with Tampa is you always have to worry about the Jameis Winston implosion game. Right. Like he's always a threat to turn the ball over five times. I believe he did that merely last week. So it never feels great to put a wager on him. But you mentioned the Seattle defense has been overrated now. Uh, I don't think that Tampa Bay should move, should struggle to move the ball. And one thing that's nice with this spread is that I could definitely see a situation where even if Tampa Bay is losing, we're in a backdoor, you know, situation late in the game where they can sort of, uh, you know, move the ball and, and get a touchdown to get us into range. So I think Tampa Bay uh, has a chance to win this game. I think that they can cover this game. And I think that even if everything goes wrong, they could still have a chance to backdoor this game. So I like Tampa Bay quite a bit. They're one of my favorite picks of the week. And you know that that hurts me to say because I am one of Russell Wilson's biggest fans. Uh, yeah, one more thing that uh, you mentioned, the Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston implosion. Uh, if he's turning the ball over, that means you're putting the ball into Russell Wilson's hands more. Also another great way for this game to potentially hit the the total 51 points. So uh, I think I tend to lean with you on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the best side of this as six-point dogs. And I, I really like this 51-point total. All right, moving on. Cleveland Browns favored by three. In Denver against the Broncos. Total on this game is 39. Uh, I mean, listen, if you've been following this show at all all year, 
You know where I'm going with this game. I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, They're going to have a backup quarterback in, but is that a negative? (laughs) I'm not even sure at this point. Joe Flacco stinks so bad. Who cares that he's not playing? What has Cleveland done to deserve to be favored by three points over anybody on the road? Uh, I think the Broncos are the correct side here. I will be, as usual, losing money this week with Denver. Well, I would love to lose a little money with you, Matt, because for once I'm actually on the Broncos side. And I think it just stems from the fact that this line swung uh, significantly when Joe Flacco was announced uh, like uh, as not the starter. He was basically, I think it's a herniated disc that is going to keep him out for five to six weeks. And Brandon Allen is supposed to get the start. Uh, and the line moved. And as soon as the line moved, I, I was like, this is wrong. The fact like Joe Flacco has been a bottom, I believe, six passer in yards per attempt in touchdown rate and I guess it would be top six and like interception rate quarterback rating like there's just no way to cut it that doesn't make him on par with like Miami's quarterbacks or Washington's backup quarterbacks like he is truly that bad so when the line moved at all against them after Joe Flacco uh, got ruled out I, I knew that that's the point I had to take Denver at otherwise I think to the Browns might have been a decent side but given that the people think to seem Joe Flacco uh, not playing matters I'm gonna back the Broncos here yeah, and I, I joke about, you know, losing money with the Broncos every single week, but the Broncos are four and four against the spread. They've covered three of the last four weeks. They're two and two against the spread at home, three and two against the spread as an underdog. So even though I like to make jokes about my infatuation with the Broncos, like it's not all that unfounded. Like they have come through a lot in the spots where I thought that they would this season. You know, like I didn't expect them to beat Kansas City. I I didn't expect them to go into Green Bay and beat them, you know, but like I expected them to cover uh, against the Titans. I expected them to cover against the Bears like and, and they took care of business in those contests. So I think that the Broncos are definitely uh, the correct side here. Cleveland stinks. Fade Cleveland forever. That hurts. Uh, it hurts. Eight weeks I know. ago. Imagine what telling happened? us eight weeks ago. What happened to Baker? I'm so sad about it. At least he's still got a good attitude. (laughs) Wanting to fight everyone he sees. Keep doing you, Baker, even if you lose every game. All right, Green Bay Packers on the road against the Chargers. Packers favored by three and a half. 48 is the total. Uh, The public predictably wants nothing to do with the Chargers. Right now, they are receiving a paltry amount of the tickets. They are only getting 11% of the betting tickets. So you know that that means I'm automatically going to be interested in taking the Chargers. Oh, man, they're just so bad. Like, we talked about how <laughs> inept their coaching is earlier. Uh, and, yeah, I do, like, absolutely. And just, like, when the, the entirety of the public is on one side, it's, like, I'm very much inclined to take the other side. But it, it's just hard for me to back the Chargers at home, but not really at home. Uh, with Melvin Gordon in the lineup makes them a worse team. I just, I can't, I can't do it. And I get the process behind it. I'll probably just be looking elsewhere for my pick my pick five, and I, I still think I'd probably pick Green Bay in this one. Yeah, so just to, to go a little bit further on the, the public perception thing, if you look at home underdogs getting less than 20% of the tickets, uh, historically 101-82-7 against the spread. So I like that trend. The, the Cardinals fit that trend for Thursday night too, if you want to take a look at that. But um, I think that uh, the Chargers are the side for me here. I'm not I'm with you. I'm not sure if I want to put them in my five pack or anything like that. But I think that uh, they the the value is just pointing towards the Chargers. Like 
if you just only bet on teams that were getting less than 20% of the tickets, I guarantee you, you would win more than you lose. That's why Vegas is still in existence. All right, let's talk about my bookie. Uh, Football season is in full swing. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors are putting their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season. So now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and try to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on football. The best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right, put in $1,000 and they will give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit that you can use on all your favorite picks. Just use promo code ROTOVIZ to activate the offer. That's promo code ROTOVIZ to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. All right, Sunday Night Football. Uh, This game is one of the more interesting games we've seen this year, I think. We've got the New England Patriots who just continue to dominate week after week after week. Like, it's demoralizing how good they are. They now are facing a test, one of their first real tests of the season, in my opinion. They go into Baltimore to play the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. The Patriots are favored by three and a half on the road, and the total sits at 45. So one thing that I would like to mention, uh, John Harbaugh coming off of a bye, and during the regular season with at least 14 days to prepare, Harbaugh is 8-3 and three against the spread. So I like to bet on good coaches. With extra time, Harbaugh fits that description. I just don't know if I have the heart to bet against the Patriots. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to continue to take that heart away. Uh, this season, Pat's obviously like been incredible, six and two against the spread. Ravens, on the other hand, you called it weeks ago, and you've basically been right ever since. Uh, Ravens, two and five against the spread. It was like I don't know, week four, you called them overrated, and you were very much right. And I would continue to side with that. And that also includes like I think it pretty like I, you can nitpick any against the spread and say if this hadn't happened, they'd be this against the spread. But that does include I think it was a Jared Stidham pick six against the Jets for a back. <laughs> cover and also the Ravens got one of the most favorable lines that anyone got against Miami because we truly just didn't know how bad they were like this could easily be seven and one versus one and six uh, against the spread I mean come on Kyle the Ravens won that game by like 45 points that line would never have been set high enough that the Ravens wouldn't have covered against the Dolphins fine fine two and five (laughs) give them two and five uh and also I think this is one of the most important things at least uh like I talked about in the Thursday night game uh, the Pats are going probably going to crush uh, Lamar Jackson in the trenches because they have gotten the most pressure. They've gotten the most sacks this season. They're number one in sacks. In the games, Lamar Jackson's been sacked three times. Uh, they're 0-3 against the spread. Two of those are their two losses on the season. And that uh, he's thrown four touchdowns to five picks. Like, of course, anybody is going to be worse when they get sacked. Like, obviously a given. But I think given how often the Patriots are going to be able to sack Lamar Jackson, who's basically, I think— uh, this would be like the start of his second season in the NFL if you just took like total games played. Uh, give me, give me Bill Belichick generating a ton of pressure against uh, like a running first quarterback all day. 
Yeah, I think that if the the Ravens find themselves in a situation where they're asked to throw the ball quite a bit, they're going to be in trouble. You know, like that secondary, that pass rush against Lamar Jackson doesn't bode well. But my bigger concern is, will they even have to throw the ball? Like, I could see this being a game where Baltimore decides, like, F it, Lamar, you're rushing it 20 times this week. You know, like, we're going to run the ball 50 times against this defense. We're going to try to keep Tom Brady on the sidelines, and we're going to just make this a slugfest and see what they can do. And New England has still been good against the run. They're like eighth in rush defense DVOA, but it's easy to be good against the run when you're up by like three touchdowns every single game. So I could see a situation where Baltimore keeps this on the ground and just tries to, you know, punch New England right in the mouth and see how they respond. So I'm going to take Baltimore. I mean, I'm going here off of, uh, we have a guy at the Action Network. His name is Stucky. He says that the Ravens are like maybe one of his favorite plays for the past few years. So I'm letting that influence me. I will side with Stucky. But again, it's not going to shock me if the Patriots win this game by three touchdowns. All right, last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Dallas Cowboys favored by seven on the road against the Giants. Total here is 48 points. So another coaching trend. Jason Garrett has a favorite. 36, 46, and three against the spread. Makes sense to me. He's not a particularly good coach. So when his team is expected to win and cover against a poor team, they don't do so uh, very often. The Giants are frisky. Uh, Daniel Jones has not been as good as he looked, you know, in that first game against Tampa Bay, but he still moved the ball last week against the Lions. Like he had opportunities to cover that game and they did end up covering that game on a backdoor touchdown but like New York was in that game for most of it so I think I will take the Giants here as home underdogs but not a not a huge conviction play like the Giants defense is still really really bad yeah I just to kind of build on Jason Garrett uh underperforming against the spread this season against teams with winning records currently 0-2, but they've been fine beating up against bad teams, which is kind of what gives me pause uh, backing the Jason Garrett sucks narrative, which he does. Uh, they've been 4-1 against losing teams. Like, they've been fine beating up against bad teams, not named the Jets. And then whenever they have to actually step up to the plate, yeah, they're not very good. So this is probably a stay away from me because uh, I think the Giants are, as you said, very bad. But also Jason Garrett's very bad. So I'd probably take the Cowboys here, but keeping them far away from my pick five. All right, Kyle, you mentioned the pick five. Let's get into it. We've got the My Five presented by MyBookie. Obviously, we were both off last week. We were on the bye, you know, resting and recuperating. But... In week seven, I was four and one. You are two and three. Uh, that brings my overall record to 21 and 14. And you are right in there, 17 and 18 overall, just one week away from joining me in the above 500 world. Uh, Kyle, give me your five favorite picks for this week. All right. I have uh, my first over pick or over under at all in a while is Tampa Bay Seattle over. What are they, 15 and a half right now? Uh, the Broncos plus three. We talked about that one, and I like that one a lot. I'm just going to keep blind betting the Pats until the day I die. Minus three and a half. San Francisco minus ten and a half. Actually, I think that's kind of a, a sneaky bet given how wide the spread is. But I, I could see that panning out like we saw Seattle just kind of like completely suppress this offense a few weeks ago now. And then Pittsburgh plus one another one we talked about. I like them a lot in that spot. 
All right, so we are uh, we're gonna be on another head-to-head battle this week. I'm taking Arizona plus the ten and a half on Thursday night football. I have uh, I'm struggling to find a fifth game that I like, so I'm putting that one in there. Um, I I think there are a lot of trends working in their favor, so I'll trust the trends and back them. I mean, again, I don't love the fact that this game is on Thursday. That bodes better for San Francisco than it does for Arizona, in my opinion, but. I'm still going to take Arizona plus the points. Uh, my other four picks, I'm going Washington, getting nine and a half, and I'm just hoping the Case Keenum plays there. I'm taking the Bears plus five. I'm taking Tampa Bay plus six, and I will join you on Denver plus three against the Cleveland Browns. All right, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Laying the Points. For Kyle, who you can find on Twitter at KyleTweetsHere, I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in.